Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Happy November 27th. It's Monday, baby. That's right. Oh, what are you thinking? You're on the East Coast and I've already got an episode out today. That's right. Bachelor at Rush Hour, the hit podcast that has been your afternoon ride home is now driving you to work as well. You know, we thought we'd beef it up. Uh, a year ago when I made this podcast, I had no clue it would be as successful as it is. I, I'm just I'm just surprised. I'm befuddled, folks. I got out of the podcast game to take over YouTube, and now we're back, and we're better than ever. Thanks to all of you fine listeners out there. Uh, new intro music, new morning episode, and afternoon episode. Here's how it's going to work. I'm only going to let you guys know this once. I'm going to make the morning episode. I'm going to tell you some of the things I'm working on throughout the day, what's in the pipeline for content, what's going on in the pop news world, and then in the afternoon rush hour, I'm going to tie it all together, everything we got down to, uh, any late breaking stories, things like that. So if there's any place you can go to that's going to have up-to-date news, it is going to be over here on The Rush. And it's Cyber Monday. That's right. The marketing term for e-commerce transactions, uh, which is only for the Monday after Thanksgiving uh, created, because capitalism always wins, folks, and they're always going to find new ways to take money out of our pockets, and they're doing that today. Cyber Monday, not just the day you get good deals on your OnlyFans accounts, but also a day where you buy cheap products that um, you know are probably putting small business out of work but I digress uh, if you want to donate in other ways and don't want to give your money to old uncle uh, uh, Musk or uncle Zuckerberg or whatever the, what's the other guy's name Bezos I've got a Christmas wish list for you that's right. I'm opening submissions up for our yearly Christmas wish list. We're going to be featuring 24 different uh, friends of our community. We're going to be doing two per day on the 12 days of Christmas. And how it works is I've got a link in the description below for the Christmas wish list. Tell me who you are, where you're from. Tell me a little bit about your kids. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to share it all. I just want to know that you're a real human. And if you have an Amazon, speaking of giving back to uh, Jeff Bezos, if you have an Amazon wish list, list, we're going to get our audience, our loyal Bachelor Nation audience, to help buy some gifts uh, for anyone who's in need. Um, we're going to try to target mainly single moms. Uh, you know, uh, for a good portion of my childhood, I was raised by a single mom, and single moms do all the heavy lifting out there in this world. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of moms that aren't single. If you're in a relationship, uh, I'm not trying to leave you out. If you need help, this Christmas or holiday season, please fill out the submission and we're going to get our top 24 people that we can help. And maybe a few more, if there's like a couple more than that, we're going to try to get you all on the list, get it out to our audience. And if you're just a consumer saying, Dave, this is a fantastic idea. I'd love to help out. All right, hang on, save a couple bucks up. And in a few days, we're going to have our good pal Denise put together everyone's wish list. She's in charge of our philanthropy department over here at the Empire, and she does a fantastic job helping us kind of navigate all of the people we can, uh, you know, try to help raise some money for during the holiday season, because it's it's full-blown, baby. This is it. This is the holiday season, and uh, hopefully we can uh, try to share some good news. You know, there was this Einstein quote I wanted to get to. 
uh, one of my favorite quotes in the world. Uh, it's this idea, you know, every, Albert Einstein, right? He's known for E equals MC squared. He's thought to be some really highfalutin thinker, but he really comes in. He really comes down to some basic questions that I think we can all remember to ask, which is, do we live in a friendly world? And it's so hard um, fighting against the algorithm that tries to show us the bloody, that tries to show us the bad, the toxic, the trolls, all of that negativity in the, you know, the internet kind of rises to the top, but it really is up to us to decide what type of world we want to live in. That doesn't mean you turn a blind eye to the atrocities that are out there. But here's the quote from Albert Einstein I wanted to share with you. And I hope to make these morning uh, podcast episodes a, a little bit of a healthy dose of some pop culture news and some feel-good stories for us all to make our way to work, right? Because if we can bring that good energy to work, we can change the world, folks. I truly believe that. Here's what Einstein had to say. I think the most important question facing humanity is, is the universe a friendly place? This is the first and most basic question all people must answer for themselves. For if we decide that the universe is an unfriendly place, then we will use our technology, our scientific discoveries, and our natural resources to achieve safety and power by creating bigger walls to keep out the unfriendliness and bigger weapons to destroy all that which is unfriendly. And I believe that we are getting to a place where technology is powerful enough that we may either completely isolate or destroy ourselves as well in this process." Pretty wise words from decades ago. Could never, you know, mean more than it does in today's world. So just for, for this holiday season, let's try to remember, like, do we live in a friendly world? He said this, if we decide that the universe is neither friendly nor unfriendly and that God is essentially playing dice with the universe, then we are simply victims to the random loss of the dice and our lives have no real purpose or meaning. But then he says, concludes, but if we decide that the universe is a friendly place then we will use our technology, our scientific discoveries, and our natural resources to create tools and models for understanding that universe, because power and safety will come through understanding its workings and its motives. God does not play dice with the universe. And it's just this idea that we can commit to deciding that the world is trying its best. And and we look at this with our sleazy reality TV and our dumb, you know, all the stuff we watch. And I look at it as to remind each other that we are trying the best with the information we have. And it's a tough world out there. And it's tough during the holiday season. It's tough when, you know, you're trying to put food on your table for your family. And we just have to remember, as hard as it can be, to just remember that it is a friendly world and that most people are trying their best to help others and help themselves. And if we kind of operate from taking that first step on the Monday morning to start our day. Heck, maybe we can end Q4 pretty strong here in 2023. Maybe we can start 2024 off with a little bit of momentum and really help change, uh, you know, not, not just, you know, our inner circles, but, you know, a greater good. I don't know. Is that, is, that, is that too optimistic of me for thinking? But I'd rather have a smaller audience that believes this messaging than an audience full of cynics. And I, I know in the Bachelor crowd, and I also know in the pop culture and entertainment crowd, a lot of people look, oh, that rich person's doing this. Or, you know, that we're all humans. Everyone's trying the best, right? It's important to remember that. And speaking of trying their best, we've got Nate Olakoya. Remember old Babatunde Nate Olakoya, our good pal over there? We interviewed him over the weekend, and boy, did it ruffle some feathers. Let's just discuss a little bit of this in our first story of the day. I knew when I interviewed Nate 
uh, after talking to him on Driving with Dave over the weekend, which, by the way, became our most monetized, our most profitable episode so far. It hasn't quite got as many views as the Caitlin Bristow episode, but it's absolutely crushing it online. Everyone's got a strong opinion about Nate. As we know, he dumped Michelle Young after their after her season of The Bachelorette, and everyone's kind of most people supported Michelle and said, "Oh, she had all these nice guys. She should should have chose, and she chose Nate." Well, I had a fantastic conversation with Nate. Seems like a nice guy to me. He just said, you know, there was a lot that we didn't get to see and that he knew the relationship wasn't going to work out. Here's the clip if you didn't catch it over the weekend. And boy, are people talking about this clip online. Uh, not really pressure, man. Not really pressure. Like for me, I think um, I just knew it wasn't going to last. So I was I never really thought of it in that way of like, oh, we got to get a house or get a condo or whatever. It's just like for me, I was like, you can't be upset about money that's never touched your pocket. You know what I mean? So the money never touched our pockets. Um, I don't want to I don't want to talk any shit. But whatever Michelle said she did with that money is complete garbage. We signed a contract. We did not get that money. Okay, so if you didn't check our episode, by the way, go back and listen to it. It's a fantastic conversation. Uh, but well, I mean, not to not to pat myself on the back here, but I thought it was interesting, you know, to hear from him because it's he's the only couple, uh, Nate and Michelle, they're the only couple to receive a deposit to buy a home, some two hundred thousand dollars. You know what's so funny though is when when people get you know gifts, charity like this, audience got really weird. What are you going to do with the money? You know, now that they broke up, and everyone got very defensive as if it was their money that they gave. Well, they never got the money because they never stayed together. Much like the engagement ring gets taken back, repoed, repossessed uh, by Neil Lane if you don't uh, last a certain amount of time. So their relationship was on rocky water, thin ice, and it was flawed from the start. You know, I wish in going back to that interview, I asked him a few more follow-up questions about why the relationship wasn't, uh, you know, why he knew it was kind of doomed from the start. But I have to tell you, if you watched the episode you could see my eyes light up when he started to talk about these things because I didn't really know what to do to be, to be quite meta, to sort of break down my thoughts of, of what was going on. I, it was only like 14 minutes into the podcast. Normally what I do is I chumps, I chum around for 30 minutes and then I get people feeling kind of loose and carefree. And then we hit them with the good stuff. Uh, but in this case I was like, I didn't, I didn't have another line. I didn't think we would get that far. So I didn't have a line of questioning to continue after Nate basically, you know, didn't throw Michelle under the bus, but started to speak his truth. Well, a lot of audience, you know, has different feelings about it. Someone commented, why does him telling the truth equate to him being bitter? If it was her talking, it would be she's healed and moved on. Double standards work both ways. And then others say, well, he just feels bad because she's moved on. And you know, there definitely could be some bitterness, you know, coming out of their relationship. I'm going to address this a little bit more on today's YouTube. I'm going to look into some old videos we made where Michelle specifically said what she was going to do with the money. I think in some ways, Nate might have conflated Michelle talking about donating some of her influencer money um, and thought she meant donating the deposit because he says we never got the deposit. But of course, Michelle got paid, you know, a hundred plus thousand dollars to be on the show. He didn't get paid anything to be on the show. But then of course they received that deposit, which never made it to them because they broke up. So we'll have more about that on the YouTube today. Very interesting stuff. Now, 
A little bit of a heavy topic. I've sort of avoided talking about the Israel-Hamas war, mainly because it's above my pay grade. It's very complicated. But I think I can say this. Now, obviously, the attacks in October that happened uh, by Hamas to Israel were... They were, they were atrocious. They, it, they were war crimes. It was horrible stuff. And then now on the news, people, you know, some of the things you read about, you just don't know what's true or, or false. And I think, I think uh, you know, looking back, hopefully we can get some more honest information about what the hell is going on there. Because honestly, it's very hard to know. But we did have a Thanksgiving miracle take place, and that was a prison swap happened. Now, when Hamas is sort of uh, had their... Uh, invasion, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, their insurgency on Israel, they took over 100 prisoners. They took uh, wives and children, moms, you know, and some people, they met their fate that day and didn't survive. But then others that were thought to be dead have now been reunited with their parents. I mean, anyone with kids out there, I mean, you don't need any humans out there just to think of how, how bizarre and crazy this story is and to think that some people are now actually seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. A total of 13 Israelis and four Thai nationals were driven across the border into Israel after a seemingly endless delay. Hamas accused Israel of breaking terms of the ceasefire deal, and numerous countries, including the U.S., stepped in to revive it. The story has a million different angles, and people are really having a hard time coping with it because it's super tragic. There's, you know, centuries of of, uh, backstory involved in all this. But right here, and I know you, the audio is not going to necessarily translate because it's um it's you're going to have to listen real closely. But right here we have the moment an Israeli Irish girl reunites after 50 days as a hostage with her devoted father. Have a listen. And that's a that's a father breaking down crying as his young daughter makes her way back into his arms. This is heavy stuff, folks. But, and, it, and again, how hard is it to imagine that we live in a friendly world when atro- atrocities like this are going on and people's family and their livelihoods are ripped apart and all that? I truly look at these moments as such challenging moments to continue to see the good in humanity that does exist, even though with social media, and even though with technology and 24-hour news cycles that we see such such wild and devastating war take place on our news feeds. We see it uh, on, on levels that we can't even comprehend. Uh, the human brain's not supposed to access the, the bandwidth of, 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 of information that's coming our way. But, you know, we just have to remember that there is so much good out there. And if we can just continue to share the positives in life, you know, maybe we can find, and maybe there will be more of these, um, uh, you know, instances where we see the people reuniting with their loved ones, especially if ever during this holiday season. Again, it might be very ignorant for me to think in in any way whatsoever of the positives, but I think you you're going to get enough of the negative news out there, and some of that negative news is realistic. and And I'm just going to try to do my part to share with all of you out there any sort of light at the end of the tunnel that we can find to just to just get our day started on the right foot. Well. 
In other news, Disney has a flop. Uh, Their latest animation flick, Wish, flopped at the box office, so their woes continue. Another miss from Disney at the box office. The studio's latest original animated movie bombed with moviegoers over the holiday break, marking just the latest flop for them. We're talking about Wish with Ariana DeBose as the main character and Chris Pine as the big bad and a bunch of other cute side characters. Unfortunately, none of them were enough because Wish only made $31.7 million through the five-day week. And yeah, not exactly, you know, Toy Story like levels there. Uh, but, you know, hey, Toy Story might have a new uh, a new uh, movie coming out. Right. Uh, you know, there was a big, uh, big issue that this past year when uh, T- Tim Allen was, uh, you know, lost his role as Buzz Lightyear. But now they're saying Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, uh, Tim Allen are being asked to come back for a possible another Toy Story reunion, which I don't know about you guys, but um, the box office may uh, go to infinity and beyond. And we're going to have another wild story in Bachelor Nation to get to today. Blake Horstman was forced to uh, make an Instagram post after his dating site was found to be live. Now, we know he's uh, the soon-to-be father of of a baby that he's having with Giannina Gabelli, whom he met on All-Star Shore. She, of course, from Love is Blind, and he, of course, uh, famous from Bachelor in Paradise, now a DJ. And I'm going to have more information on this story because there is a lot that is still breaking out there. But it looks like he rebooted his iPhone and I actually believe him here. I really do. And, or he bought a new iPhone and a previous version of the iPhone was restored. Uh, and that had his dating app Raya, which is a celebrity dating app. And apparently people saw him on Raya and ratted him out. And he said, no, 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 I'm not on Raya. I'm with, and my thought is why would he be on a public dating app? Now Raya is obviously sort of exclusive because it's meant for like celebrities and, you know, comedians and shit chefs and influencers, you know, it's sort of exclusive, but at the same time, anyone who would see him on there could just screen grab him and rat him out. I'm not saying he is cheating, but if he were cheating, that would be the dumbest way to do it. Uh, although now he's got some beef with an ex bachelor producer who claims, Hey, no, he cheated. And again, we don't have any hard evidence. I'm choosing to believe that he's trying his best and that he wouldn't do that, uh, without any hard or tangible evidence that he did. But nonetheless, it'll be an interesting story to cover today. I'm sure I'll have more information on it for this afternoon, but wild stuff indeed. Also, just an update. Looks like our uh, Jane Doe here from the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal has lost her fourth case in a row. Uh, she lost a protective order. She she went to the police, apparently. Uh, this is the information I received. I've yet to see the court papers because after Clayton's uh, after Clayton had his uh, case against her, his injunction against harassment, she goes to the police saying that Greg Gillespie violated a restraining order. And of course, the police threw out that request uh, to get, uh, I guess it would get him back in, in, I guess it could have arrested him. I mean, it would have been a pretty big deal. She lost that case and, and the other three would be, she lost her injunction against harassment on Clayton and then also had her case thrown out that she had for emotional distress against Greg Gillespie and lost her protective order, or at least her temporary protective order she filed against me. We're still going to be going um, to uh, court in, in, I guess, uh, three or four more weeks. Our original court date was supposed to be today, but it was postponed. So you won't catch me at the courthouse uh, today. Please, I hope you're not there waiting for me. Um, Unless I get some last minute news, I'm not going to be over there. But I'm going to be giving you guys the day-to-day updates uh, as this bizarre 
and most interesting uh, Bachelor scandal of all time continues to unfold. All right, let's round it up with some final news here today. Did you guys know about this dog bacterium thing that's been floating around? There's been a mysterious illness surrounding our canines out there, and it looks like we might have some light at the end of the tunnel. This is a good news for all the good boys out there. Dog's life reportedly saved by a last resort antibiotic. The mysterious illness that has caused dogs in more than a dozen states to get extremely sick may just may show promise of containment. A five-year-old golden retriever named Ike got sick during a dog road show, and this was way back in September. The owners rushed Ike to the vet, and he was diagnosed with a disease that has dog owners in a panic, canine infectious respiratory disease complex. I can hear my own Bassadown uh, barking in the background. Ike was taken to a vet hospital and quarantined. Dogs can quickly go from a cough to life-threatening pneumonia with this disease. The dog was given a last resort antibiotic called chloramphenicol, which fights bacterial infections. And the family of the dog told ABC7, within hours, his breathing was no longer labored. The owner, Becky, said it's a very, very strong last resort antibiotic, but it's what saved him Otherwise, he would not be here. So that is some good news, if you ask me, from the canine world. We hate to see our fellow furry flea hotels getting sick out there. Have a listen. Starts, and I think what's really tricky is that it starts off very similar to kennel cough. And kennel cough is something that's been around for a really long time. We have a vaccine for it. Um, and those patients present with a cough, uh, typical kennel cough. They'll cough for a week to 10 days, and then it resolves on its own. Um, typically doesn't require any sort of antibiotic therapy, sometimes a cough suppressant to help out. Um, but that's generally what we've seen historically. And now what we're seeing is they present very similarly, where they'll have those same symptoms, that cough, that sometimes is a wet cough, maybe they'll have iron nose discharge, but then it progresses and it gets much worse and the cough doesn't resolve. They end up getting a pneumonia. Um, and when they get pneumonia, they become oxygen dependent and respiratory distress. They'll require really aggressive antibiotic therapies, um, multiple different antibiotics. A lot of times what we're seeing so we're an emergency and referral center, we'll see them in that pneumonia stage. So we're having to hospitalize them in either oxygen cages or on what's called high flow oxygen. Oh, so just sounds real terrible out there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to keep up on this story. And if this last resort antibiotic kind of becomes the be all end all uh, antibiotic that helps fight this disease, we're going to make sure everyone knows about it because we don't need any good boys or good girls out there fighting this pneumonia. Not, not on my watch, folks. They have over 200 cases in Oregon. It's also been found in California, Indiana, and Illinois, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, and some other states in the Northeast. All right, folks, look, that's going to do it for the morning Rush Hour podcast. Don't forget, link in the description below, which will have the submissions for anybody who wants to join our Amazon wish list for our you know single mom giveaway. Again, if you're a mom in need or a dad in need, it's not just for moms. Just if you're somebody in need who's got some kids that need some Christmas presents under the tree this year, please submit and we're going to try to help you guys out with all of our generosity. All right. I'll be live at the 10 a.m. hour, patreon.com slash Dave Neal for anyone who wants to join the behind the scenes live stream. Otherwise, we'll have some YouTube videos today and we'll round it up this afternoon with our afternoon podcast, A Bachelor Rush Hour. As always, I've been Dave Neal and this was The Morning Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. 
Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Thank <laughs> you.